What's up, family? It's time for kickoff, but there is sheer devastation. Devastation. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, all-pro cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys, tore his ACL. That is what the word is on the street after practice today. He tore it in practice. We just found out after practice. Now, I'm really devastated because I had the Dallas Cowboys as the number one team in my power rankings. They're supposed to be the best team, and they just lost one of their best players. LaShawn McCoy, I know, I know, I know, is a somebody in the NFL fraternity. Yeah. Obviously, you hurt whenever anybody gets hurt. How big of a loss is Diggs? What's your reaction? This, this is a, a, a huge loss for the Cowboys, right? Huge loss for the league. I mean, this kid, we, we know what he can do. He yes, picks that ball off. And I love to watch the, the way he plays. Hell of a player. Um, no matter what team he, he's on, I, I just I, – I'm – my heart goes out to him and his, his family, his friends. Um, he's such a good player. And, and having an injury like that ACL, it sucks. It truly does. Sucks, 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 sucks. That's what it is when there's an injury like this. It's, it's the worst, especially knowing that there was some speculation that he's just had a knee injury and now it's confirmed, so he's going to miss the rest of the season. There was a little hope that maybe he'd be able to come back, but now we know he won't. I mean, they have the number one pass coverage in the league. Dual for mm-hmm. sure. And, and that's, that's going to take a, a hit now. It's just, it sucks. James, you mentioned something two days ago. We were talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're currently the best team in football. You agree with me they're currently the best team in football. I know you're distraught. I, too, am. You said, and I asked, what's the only thing that can stop the Dallas Cowboys? We all had our different answers. We all had several different answers. But your answer was what? Only thing holding them back is injuries. And they just lost one of their best players on the defensive side of the ball. And you got to understand that the Cowboys is playing really good defense, but that back end feeds off that front seven. Yes, it does. You know, and you got a guy and and Trayvon Diggs, who's a ball hawk. So he knows, all right, Micah, Lawrence, those boys is going to get there in two seconds, right? So now I can be able to, you know, sit here on these routes, break on some footballs, and go make plays. To not have a ball hawk out there, that's going to be huge for this Cowboys defense. Not saying they can't, you know, put somebody in that spot to to do a solid job. It obviously ain't going to be Diggs, but, you know, they possibly can rebound it off this because of their front seven, can get there. But this is a blow because... You can't underestimate taking the football away. Yeah. And that is what he does. Here's, here's the thing. Now, <sighs> sober minds must prevail. It's never good to lose an all-pro, ever. And Trayvon Diggs is a 10-interception caliber all-pro. But if we can add some sort of sobriety to it, if any team was suited to handle this, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Deron Bland had five interceptions last year in the slot. He'll likely move outside. Jordan Lewis will likely move to the nickelback position. That's where he's most familiar. Remember, the Cowboys have the deepest secondary, I would say, at least at the safety position in all of football. Donovan Wilson hasn't played yet. He's coming back. Jerron Curse plus Malik Hooker, they will both be present. Then on the front end, you've already talked about the Cowboys rushers. You got Micah Parsons. You got Demarcus Lawrence. You got Dorrance Armstrong. You got Dante Fowler. You have a plethora of pass rushers that will compensate for the lack of the back end. But if anybody in football can actually withstand this gut punch, because it is a gut punch, Shady, I think it is the Dallas Cowboys. You know Stephon Gilmore well. Yeah. All-pro cornerback on the other side, 2019 Defensive Player of the Year. When somebody of Trayvon Diggs' caliber gets hurt, how does picking up the slack work in the National Football League? I think it's tough just because, like, uh, Stephon Diggs – or Stephon Diggs – Stephon Gilmore – they, they can each play both sides. So, okay, if the number one receiver comes on the right side, cool. Don't worry about it, bro. I got it. If it goes on the left side, cool. I got it. Where now, as a defense, you got to figure that out. How do, we, how, do we, how do we adjust now? Dang, Trevon's not here. One of our lockdown cornerbacks, what do we do? It's going to put a lot of pressure on an old veteran like Stephon Gilmore, who can, he can handle it, 
But just the other side, I'm worried about that. Yeah. Now, one thing is, the, the good thing about the Cowboys, they get a lot of pass rush. Mm-hmm. They get to the quarterback, and that will help out, I think, it will neutralize the, the loss. But Trevon Diggs is a hell of a player. You can't make up for that. I mean, he's that good of a player. I mean, there's certain levels of talent that you're not going to replace, obviously. The line helps anyone yeah. else who's back there. It's, it's just more about the fact that he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really what is, yeah. what is frustrating about it. If there was a time later on in the season that he would be back, you know, you look at the schedule, they've got the Cardinals, the Pats, the Niners, the Chargers, and then a week seven by. Obviously, there's no point in talking about this because he's not coming back, but that's really what is concerning about it. I don't think that they're going to drop off a cliff as a defense. Mm-hmm. I do think it does – it provides a bit of a hit when we're talking about the things that we were talking about with the Dallas Cowboys defense of them being generational, mm-hmm. of them being mm-hmm. in a space where the, the offense is not going to have to perform every single week. Sure. This puts more pressure on the offense. When you yep. lose a player of this caliber, that is the, the trickle effect of losing a player like this, because you do have you do have Gilmore, you do have a ton of other talent around on the on the defensive side of the ball. But the conversations that we've been having about the Cowboys is that maybe the offense doesn't need to be prolific because that defense is the way that it is. And we're only talking about X's and O's in football. What about the emotional impact he has on the team? Yeah. If you if you really watch the Dallas Cowboys, Micah is vocal on defense, right? Because Stephon. Um, you're quiet. Gilmore's quiet. Very quiet. But, but, but Micah's loud mm-hmm. and Shervon Diggs is loud. Yep. And, and they get the defense going. He gets it going in the back end, Mike gets it going in the front end. When you, when you lose that, now what? Who's going to be the vocal guy to speak up? Get the guys riled up. Get the guys ready to play. Who does that? No doubt. And that's, and, and that's, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Because adjustments could be made, right? Stephon Gilmore's still an elite corner in this game, right? Yes, he is. You ain't seen a lot of traveling, right? Now it's time for you to go travel and take the best receiver away. And then you let the young fellas work on the number twos and the number three receivers, and you're able to put some help over the top because you know the pass rush is coming. So you have a lot of answers to be able to kind of you know, soften this situation or soften this blow because of your pass rush and because you got another all-pro corner. But, yes, this is, this is, this is an emotional blow for the Cowboys, it too. Is. You're That's coming right. off of two dominant football games, yeah. and you just lose one of your best players. So this is when head coach Mike McCarthy has to step up, and he got to get these, these, these dudes to rally. Let's elaborate on Joy's point. Schematically, right, we, everybody will say, oh, Trayvon Diggs is such a big loss, but we got to break down the why. Defense and football is all a numbers game. It's really simple. It's really just basic math. It's just a numbers game. When you have Trevon Diggs and you have Stephon Gilmore, you can say, hey, both of y'all lock the outside. We're not helping y'all. We're going to use both of our safeties. One safety, help the tight end. Mm-hmm. Other safety, help the running back. Or better yet, hey, safeties, just play free. Rob the quarterback. Stare mm-hmm. his eyes and rob. Yeah. When you lose somebody like Trayvon Diggs, now you have to say, hey, safety, Donovan Wilson, Malik Wooker, uh, Hooker, Jerron Curse. Hey, help, help Deron Bland. Yeah. Hey, so I know I got to take you out the middle, but just lean that way. Lean that way. I, I need you to lean to, to Deron Bland's side, which now makes somebody else more vulnerable, more susceptible. Shady, I, I want to ask you this question. The Cowboys got Stephon Gilmore because they wanted two lockdown yep. corners. Right. Well, why do you need two lockdown corners? Devontae Smith, mm. A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Why do you need two lockdown corners? Debo Samuel, mm. Brandon Ayuk. Why mm. do you need two lockdown corners? Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. Mm. They got these two lockdown corners particularly to make sure they win the division. Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Washington Commanders. Yeah. So, the first thing you want to do, Shady, and you know this well, is win your division. Yes, you right. orchestrate a roster yeah. to win the division. How does this Cowboys injury change the dynamic mm. versus the Eagles first and foremost, yeah. then the San Francisco 49ers as well? It's a great question. When I went to see the Colts practice against the Eagles, I was talking to Devontae Smith and uh, A.J. Brown. And the first thing I said was, listen, I went to the Cowboys training camp. 
them cornerbacks, they for, they for real. They said we know. They said they got yep. uh, Gilmore for us. Makes sense. You want to compete against your division. That's why you draft. That's why you trade yep. for guys in your division. But now, it's going to be tough now because if you look at Philadelphia, Man. Devontae is coming into his own. He's yes, like he a is. number one. Yes, A.J. Brown said that. He said, yo, we have two number ones. No and you have A.J. Brown. You know what he does? Now it puts pressure on the defense. Now, granted, I do think that the Cowboys are coached very well on defense. Their coordinator is extremely good, right? And But you have to make up for it. And I don't know how you make up for this loss. Maybe it's more pressure, which I don't know if you can get that because they're getting there right away anyway. How do you change that? What do you do? That's a big question that I don't have the answer to because you get two cornerbacks for these wide receivers in their division. And not only that, man, it's the fear factor. I, I had a chance to play with Charles Woodson and Al Harris and Tremont Williams. Mm. All lockdown corners, yes. right? So it's the fear factor. When the quarterback breaks the huddle, they like, see Wood over there. Mm-hmm. I'm finna go this way. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, dirty over there. Al Harris over there. Ooh, ooh. You, so, so it's the fear factor. Mm. Now it's like, oh, Gilmore over there. This is where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? So if A.J. Brown over there and Gilmore's following A.J. Brown, you know, you got to believe Jalen Hurts is like, ooh, okay, I got two number ones. It's safer I'm, over there, right? It's safer over yeah, there, right? Point, Not yeah. saying we're going to make every play, right, right. but it's safer over there. So it's easy for me as a quarterback. I'm working this side. The Cowboys had two lockdown corners. So right when Zach Wilson or right when Daniel Jones come out there, it's like, ooh. You know what I'm saying? And not saying that Stephon Diggs don't give up passes or Gilmore don't give up passes, but we've seen him pick off a lot of passes as well. And it's just mentally the fear factor for the quarterback. And not having him out there, you better believe it's going to be game plans to go after them other corners. Joy, let's ask the most important question to you then, because at the end of the day, it's about Super Bowls. It's about winning championships. Mm -hmm. It's about going the distance. It's about Mm -hmm. being far. Dan Quinn is a defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Phenomenal defensive coordinator. Coordinated some of those Seahawks defenses. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy is a head coach for the Cowboys. Won a Super Bowl as a head coach. Does this change your opinion of the Cowboys? Or do you think that we've talked about them being generational? Can they sustain this? I think that it takes them a notch down defensively. Defensively, I think it takes them a notch down from the generational aspect because he's had 18 interceptions since he entered the NFL in 2020. That's tied for the most in the NFL. So so what he provides is not not just lockdown coverage. He provides turnovers. He provides offensive opportunities. He provides... Talk to him, Jordan. Points. Right, right. Field position. That's Mm. what he Mm. provides. So you, you really can't replace that. But... But, and I haven't said too many positive things about the Cowboys this week, and there's nothing really positive to say about it, but I do think that they're closer to what they were last year now. Mm. And to me, that they had a defense, what? Stephon Gilmore's not still there? Mm. He's still there. Was Diggs there last year? Diggs there last year, yeah. No, I just think, like, dang. Yes. Because I they thought were, they, they were, were yes. like, I thought they were the, your heat. Yeah. You know sure, what I mean? but that's like, I agree with her. I just don't like that oh, I yeah. agree with her. But this is why we play the games. Like, <laughs> right. this is why all the stuff that we talk about on paper, we really can't examine if we're right or wrong until the end of the season because we can't account for these injuries. We know they're all going to happen, and there will be more, unfortunately, because that's the nature of the game. But to me, while this is awful and you can't replace that kind of production and this specific type of production – they're, to me, what they were last year, which was good enough to win a Super Bowl last year, to me. So they, they're down a notch from being the generational aspect because you can't lose a player like this, I believe, and stay in that space because he is that talented. So I want to give him his flowers in that space. But also, they have a ton of weapons. They are well-coached. And they have experience. And get to the quarterback. Yeah. James, I got two thoughts for you, two questions yeah. for you, and then we'll probably have to take this one to break. We will revisit this topic, obviously, later in the day. My first question, uh, Peanut Tillman. He was a, the dominant cornerback for the Chicago Bears yeah. when you were playing and yeah. leading the league in touchdown receptions yeah. for the Green Bay Packers. When somebody like Peanut mm-hmm. is out, 
Yeah. How does a receiver change the approach? How does an offense change their approach attacking a team when a superstar corner is out? First question. It's very simple. We go in there with the football, right? And we go in there again and again and again and again, right? We don't care if you bat down one ball. We don't care if you get one pick. We are going at you with the football, period, right? If we know that you have a lockdown corner on the other side or one of your best players is out, on this side of the field, we are attacking that side of the field. So as for the Cowboys, this is going to be huge. But what I will say, if there's anybody that's prepared for it, and I always give Coach Mike credit, you know, because I believe Coach Mike is one of the best coaches of all time. And that's fine. I play for him. But all time. the year we won the Super Bowl, we lost 18 starters. Yep. 18 starters due to injury. And we still found a way to win the Super Bowl. So if it's anybody that can rally these dudes, if it's anybody that's been through this situation, and I know it's just one starter, but if it's anybody that knows what it looks like to lose key players and still find a way to win the Super Bowl, it's Coach Mike. And on the defensive side of the ball, I played against the Legion of Boom plenty of times, right? They're our cover three team, right? especially to the boundary. To the short side of the field, they are a cover three team. They are inside leverage cover three. So the corner knows he either running a go, <laughs> he running a stop, no doubt. or he running an end cut. That's all you playing, right? On the other side, it's either going to be cover two or it's going to be man-to-man. So defensively, with their pressure, they will be fine. But if there's anybody that can lead them, it's Coach Mike, yeah. especially after losing. And Dan Quinn's Quinn, like Quinn a hell of a defensive no coach. Question. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal, D.C. We will revisit that conversation, but when we return, it is the most fascinating storyline in all of sports. Colorado, Oregon, this week. It's the biggest game of the weekend, one of the biggest games of the weekend, but Colorado's a 21-point dog. Are they being disrespected? Mm. That's next mm. on Speak. Remember, check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel, Sirius XM. It's 21, for real? 21, bro. Vegas, what the hell? Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. The Oregons, the USC's, I don't think those ones can matter unless this one matters. Mm. It's going to be a great test. It's a battle of Colorado, but they're a mess round and made it. 46 ticks from in. Shadour rifles hit downfield. Jimmy Hart Jr. eludes a man. Touchdown! And we're tied! Into the end zone. Picked off by Woods. And double overtime. They got the job. It was a crazy game. This is why you do sports television. If anybody say they got a better show than speak, we take that. It is time for a second and short, family. It's the biggest storyline in all of sports. Colorado and Deion Sanders. They're a perfect 3-0. But next up is their biggest matchup, I would quite literally say, ever for Deion Sanders in his coaching career. The 19th-ranked Buffaloes, they are on the road against number 10, Oregon. But get this. Nope, bring us on camera for this one. 21-point underdogs. 21. 21. What? Now, it just so happens to be the number that Deion Sanders so made famous. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just so happened. 21 <laughs> points. I avoided the, no. the, the no, reference. No, 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 no. I mean, well done. Well done. Well executed. 2-5. Um, <laughs> LaShawn McCoy, I got to ask you first. You are the gambling man of the desk. I do gamble. You, do, you gamble the most. And I, I do I, win. You do. You do. You do. Um, is Colorado and Deion Sanders being disrespected 21-point dogs? Absolutely. 21? Listen, before Colorado, or before 
Coach Prime, and he came to Colorado, where were they? They won one game. One game. Now they're 3-0. and And everybody's talking about them. Every station and TV station is talking about Colorado and Coach Prime, what's he doing? They affect. First of all, I'm trying to think, 21-point underdog. So, is Shador Sanders, is he playing? Is he playing? <laughs> he in there. He, he's a he high, must not be. He's a Heisman candidate right now. He must not be. And my thing is, if, if, if you look, look at this team, they are battle-tested. Games are supposed to win, they win. Games are supposed to lose, they win. Mm. And for you to say 21-point underdog sounds crazy to me. Yeah. I'll say this. Oregon, you guys have been really, really good for a lot of years, right? You're good this year. I just think that when you got a guy like Shador Sanders as the quarterback, mm. you seen him take his team 98 yards to win the game. He did it. And he got the extra point conversion to, 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 to get the win. Talk that I talk. wouldn't bet against them, and I'm not. So what I will do, mm. I'll be betting going Colorado, baby. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Bring us some four bots. Four bots. Four bots. Can you show all of our faces? Are you betting on Colorado to cover, mm. or are you betting on Colorado straight up? Both. Oh, if you can see these areas, it's five and a half carats. Yeah. I am not betting cheap. I'm betting big. I'm betting the spread. I'm betting the win. It's called shady. money line. Yeah. And, and one thing I gotta say is this. And Coach Prime, we trust. <laughs> shady, they don't believe. They don't believe. <laughs> don't believe, well, Shady. Well. 21 points. That is disrespectful yeah. to Coach yeah. Prime. Now, I was thinking about this, right? So. College football really comes down to quarterbacks. That's it. Track, That's right? it. Caleb Williams playing anybody in college football will never be a 21-point underdog. Not dog. Is not USC's Caleb. defense like that? They're not at all. Right? But the quarterback it's is like that. I see where you're How going. How is Shador Sander a 21-point underdog to Bo Nix? I don't see it. This is disrespectful. I don't care what Oregon has done. I don't care what Oregon is doing. Mm. But I see what Prime is doing. Mm. And he is 3-0. He was 20-point underdogs week one. What happened with that? Found a way to win that game. Talk to him. Came back home. Everybody like, oh, this ain't, what you know, TCU defense what and happened? all that. Slap them. Uh -huh. Handle business at the crib. Then you get battle tested you win a double overtime game your quarterback gotta go 90 plus yards and a two-point conversion and to get this happened? thing done and they found a way to get a w you're talking about my, my, one my, of the favorites my, my, my. to win the heisman and you are saying 21 point underdog Makes sense. that screams disrespect and that screams again this week they have made it personal <laughs> good luck joy taylor good. I, I mean i haven't been to church in years but i feel well, like well, i just take you there I've made up for lost time. By the way, uh, shh, shh. Being too loud about uh, this, okay? Let's you gotta just, let them know. Let's just, let's just sprinkle on it. We'll let them know that, you know, <laughs> it's being too obvious, guys. Yes, I'm gonna sprinkle on it. I'm gonna take that back to recover, please. No pause mm. whatsoever. Then, of course, this is disrespect if this is Colorado. Perfect. Line it up. Line it up because this is really a game that's the first real test mm. since. The first week where we had to see what they were going to come out and look like. Yeah. We've been talking about this game. These really these next two games as the first real test of what's going on in Colorado. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 21 points is <laughs> 21 points is silly. Again, don't change the line until I can sprinkle something on it. But <laughs> I, I'm going to chalk this up to the Travis Hunter effect. You're looking at what happened in the last game. While it was an incredible performance, they went down in the rankings because of it, because that opponent was an inferior opponent, mm -hmm. and it was a close game. We know you have to win by style points in college to go up. That's just that's how this works. So I think it's a, a combination of the way that things went against Colorado State, whether they are a, a rival game or not. They're not on the same level as Colorado, and it was close down to the wire, double overtime, had to 
get a two-point conversion yeah. to win the game, and you lost the best player on the team outside of Shador Sanders, who plays both sides of the ball. Right. That said, 21 points is still a lot. Mm. 21 oh, points is still boy, a lot. It's there, it, it's, it, it would be understandable for them to be slight underdogs, but this is not slight underdogs. Woof. Again, I don't want to say it too loud because sprinkle, sprinkle, but That's it's definitely blowout. disrespectful. You're saying they're going to get blown it's, out. Um, yeah, it's, it's... What you got? That's it's not... What do you got? Wait. Hold on. Oh, oh, he don't believe. No, 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 no. Colorado's being disrespected, but it's not disrespectful. Ooh. It's a difference. Sal, explain. Explain. Oregon week one scored 81 points. Portland State. Portland State. Colorado State. Is that D1 or double A? Double A. I'm just delivering the information. Okay. I'm not making it up. I'm just delivering it. Okay. Last week versus Hawaii. Oregon scored on their first seven drives. Mm -hmm. They scored on nine of their first ten drives. They punted twice. Mm -hmm. Their last drive of the game and their third to last drive of the game. Oregon does have a quarterback, too. Yes, they do. They do. They got a quarterback in Bo Nix. Now, Bo Nix did get run out of Auburn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. Found himself in in Oregon and Eugene. Mm -hmm. So it is disrespectful beyond a shadow of a doubt. How am I the 19th ranked team and I'm a 21-point dog to the 10th ranked team? That math don't even matter. Don't even make sense. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, here's the thing. I went to a smart private school. Right. I got there in fifth grade. They put me in fourth grade math. This is a true story. I didn't, like, test into, like, the accurate math classes. I didn't, like, graduate where I needed to be in math. Dude, Shady, I'm just, I'm telling y'all the honest truth, okay? I try to portray to be smart. I thought she was smart. I know. Yeah. That's smart <laughs> I portray. But I know that math right. don't matter. Don't, don't add up. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. So it is disrespectful. Colorado should feel disrespected. Yeah. But 2-5, when I look at... You know what I mean? What Oregon's body of work. Oregon has been good since 2007. Correct. I think the betters, you know them better than I. You take their money much more than I do. I have no earrings. Mm. I think that when I look at the body of work, they're counting equity. Yeah, but but that that shouldn't matter because Colorado wasn't the same until Coach Prime came. That's true. Not only he came, he brought these players along. Now, I will say this. They should be underdogs. Yeah. Just knowing how this thing works, they should be underdogs. Their best player, Travis Hunter, he's not there. Not playing. So that matters. He's the best player on offense, aside from the quarterback. He's the best player on defense as your cornerback. So I understand that part. But to say 21 points, it's Ugh. like they're, they're well-coached, Colorado, mm-hmm. and they have a Heisman-winning quarterback. Yeah. Right? They're saying you're going to get embarrassed. Yeah. That's 21 points is but like but 21 points is you got ten, Molly ten, ten points. I would get 10 That's points. That's fair. 10 points is fair. 12 and a half. 21 like, is cool. like I'm definitely laying 20, money there. Come on. Yeah, 21 is like you should, y'all don't belong on the same field. If this, we if we would have had this conversation week one, we probably wouldn't be this passionate about no it. Right? If Oregon would have been on the schedule week one and they say 21 points, we're like, ooh, we prime got an uphill battle. You know, we had to gut this whole thing out. We don't know how it's going to look. Yeah. He has shown you for three weeks how it's going to look. Shador has shown you for three weeks. I ain't playing one week. I ain't playing again two weeks. Yep. Number three week, I ain't playing with y'all no more. So... With what we've seen with our own two eyes, you still saying 21? That's disrespectful and disrespected. However, <laughs> you want to slice it and dice it up in there with what they show you, that's both of them. But it's still bad math. At least 100 at, at least I know it's bad math. <laughs> I wish I would have graduated better than that. Your parents put all that money in that school. You ain't learn how to. Uh, no, I'm not sure. You can read, though. You can read this teleprompter. Read that. I can read that. I can read that. Coming up, it's time for speak trivia. Coming up, it's time for speak trivia, family. Today's question: (laughs) Among active NFL coaches, who has the highest winning percentage in September? Minimum number five number of games. Amongst active head coaches, who has the highest winning percentage in September? Those in the audience, y'all two can also answer. (laughs) But at the desk, the coach looks looks skinny though, so (laughs) maybe Andy Reid or the answer is. 
after the break. Y'all better not go anywhere. We having too much fun here. That's a good question. Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Okay, look, family, we got to get back to this trivia question. Okay, we asked amongst the active NFL head coaches, who has the highest winning percentage with a minimum of five games? Uh-oh. Now, look, we got Brett Michaels here to answer the Come question. On, Come on, Brett. We got you here Come to on, answer the You're question. Brett Michael poison. We got you here to answer the question. <laughs> fired up. You fired you got up. me fired up. All right, I'm going to go with this. Now, again, born and raised in Pittsburgh. Okay. Woo! Okay. Pittsburgh, born on the same day as me, March 15th. Okay. It's a March. I'm going to go with Mike Tom. Ooh. Ooh. I don't want to say Andy Reid. I don't want to say Andy Reid is my backup. It's a great guess. Now, does Brett get 50% credit because it is a Mike? Mike is the first yeah, name. It's, oh, it's no. I'm a bad man. I say 50%. I wait, wait. That's can, I, can, I get, can, I go, uh, can I go 51%? Take that. <laughs> Taking the top half. I know a, I know a better when I see one. Before I give the right answer, Brett, what tour are you on, man? What you, well, you, I, you visiting us? What tour are you on? Uh, first of all, I love you all, and thank you as a sports fanatic. We can't, I can't thank you enough, my family. Uh, but we're out on the Brett Michaels Party Gras World Tour. Just a Party Gras, Mardi Gras. Music's a universal language meant to unite us. No dividing us. It's a party. It's awesome. Awesome. Love yeah, you. and I'm, and we we I stop the buses. I'm not making this up. We get all of our crew, everyone off the bus, and play football in almost every truck stop in America. There you go. <laughs> I'm not making yeah. it up. If you see a bunch of people, <laughs> we're not completely crazy. We're having fun. You now go. you promised me though. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember this? Go ahead. You remember what you promised me? You probably remember. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. You told me that. I know. I don't know you for, okay. Well, guess, that, guess what? You're singing with me up there. I'm holding you to it. Oh, right. no. I'll dance for you. All he can no, do is shade bounce, though. A little piano? All he can do is shade bounce. A little piano in there? I, look, I guess I got you a little piano. I got you on the key. No, you're singing. You're singing. I, 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 sing. I, I ain't scared. Look, Brett, before we, we, before we let you go, we got to cover Before we let you go, we have to reveal the answer. It is not Mike Tomlin. It is Mike McDaniels. You knew about Tomlin, I had your up. back. Yeah, Mikey. Yeah. Uh, I knew the hey, 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 Best of luck on the tour, my brother. Thank you. So, yeah, thank hey, you. thank you for everything. Great hey, to man, see hey, you. We're going to lock, we gonna lock you. That's right. <laughs> Great to see you all. Thank <laughs> you so man. much. Bye. Thank you, thank you for having me thank on. You. I'm out. All right, family. Speaking of Miami. Look, speaking of Miami, I'm sure Brett will stop here on the tour. But speaking of Miami, we got to talk about the Dolphins because they are rocking right now as we are in third and long third topic of the day. Dolphins 2-0 on the season. But up next, I got the Denver Broncos. Tua, an MVP favorite right now. He's already talking Super Bowl. Take a listen. We feel that that the city of Miami has been waiting and they're, they're ready. You know, for for a championship, 
You look at the Heat, um, you look at the Panthers, the Florida Panthers. I mean, all those guys were able to, you know, to, to make it to, to the final dance. Got to go to the resident Dolphins fan. I am simply adopted, but Joy was born in it. Not literally, <laughs> but figuratively speaking. Mm-hmm. Are the Dolphins championship good? Yeah, I, I, I think they are. Mm. I say that with all of the deep-rooted trauma <laughs> of being a Dolphins fan. But, yeah, if we're talking about any of these other teams as championship good, if we're talking about the Cowboys as championship good, as the Niners, as the Ravens, the Chiefs obviously are in a different category, mm. but the Bills, the Dolphins have to be in that space, and it's because of Batman. It's because of Tua. I think the Dolphins were in that space last year. It's all contingent on if Tua is healthy. And that's maybe a little silly to say because aren't all these championship teams contingent on if their starting quarterback is healthy. But we've seen Tua have injury issues. The fact that he's healthy, the fact that he's starting and finishing games, he does what when he does that? No doubt. Wins. Wins. So they have all the talent. And they're actually missing talent. They're they're going to get more talent back. So they have injuries. So the way that they're playing, the opponents that they're beating, the offensive numbers that they're putting up, the way that the defense is playing as well is really impressive, and I think that they're not only one of the top teams in the league, I think they're the best. They've looked the best in the AFC so far, always giving nod to the Chiefs, but I think they've looked the best in the AFC so far. And, you know, again, I say it with all of the fear of being a Dolphins fan after all these years, but it looks like they put it together. I agree. If the Dolphins are not championship caliber, then who is in the AFC? Yeah. Dolphins are better than every team right now in the AFC. Obviously, I believe that the Chiefs will get there. Who knows what will happen with the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. They look good. Josh Allen, he's here today, gone tomorrow. But when he is here, he is a monster. But as it is right now, Dolphins are championship good. Do they still need to fix some deficiencies? Absolutely. Interior run game, I need to see a little bit more. But as it pertains to closing games out, Chargers had to have it. Justin Herbert, grounding, sack, sack. Patriots, you needed to get a stop. You got to stop. Tua, you needed to go down there and score. Raheem Mostert, 118 yards on the ground, fourth highest total of his career. What are we talking about? So I think the Dolphins are championship good, not because they are without flaws. They have their flaws. But in the AFC, James Jones, everybody's flaws are good. And for me, championship worthy or championship football teams can win anyway. Week one, they showed you, oh, we got to score 30-plus, and I got to throw this thing and air it out? No doubt about it. Here we go. Right? Tua throws for 450-plus yards. Week two, oh, it's nasty. They kind of getting after us a little bit. Run the football for over 130 yards. So they can win either way. And defensively, they are getting stops when they have to get stops. So they can win any style of football you want to play. You want to make it nasty? You want to run the ball? We can do that. You want to air this thing out? You want to go toe-to-toe? We can do that. So if two is healthy, this is a championship-worthy football team right here with everything they got. For sure. I think they're a championship type of team, caliber team, for sure. If you look at the way Tua's playing, he is so efficient right now, right? The ball's out quick. That third step, boom, is, boom. he knows where he's going with the ball. He's reading the defense so well. I mean, Coach Mendeo is a hell of a coach, right? The way he just put this team together. Talk about speed. Andy Reid taught me this. He said, Shady, speed kills and speed wins. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the Dolphins, that's what they are. Mm-hmm. They're all speed, right? They're averaging 30 points a game. Ooh. If you're averaging 30 points a game, the defense is playing solid. That's winning football. That's championship football. And you ask me the question, can I win a championship? Absolutely. Yep. Most fascinating storyline this weekend is actually between two winless teams, mm-hmm. the Chargers and the Vikings. Why is it so fascinating? Well, because both teams are desperately looking for, seeking, yearning for that win. Uh, we don't really need this. Bring us back on cam. 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 Um, 
Vikings are 0-2, James Jones. Yes, they are. Kirk Cousins is a quarterback, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the history of football. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell is a coach. He's in his second year, LaShawn McCoy. But on the flip side, Joy, Brandon Staley is in his third year. Mm. Y'all know the statistics, and if y'all don't, I will present them to you. If you start 0-3, there's a 1% chance that you make it to the playoffs. That ain't good, I don't think. But even... <laughs> even Wait, none of us are really good at that. <laughs> 1% is not good. You know, but even good. greater than that, since 2010, five third-year head coaches have started 0-3. Mm. All of them got fired. Since 2010, mm. five third-year head coaches, Brandon Staley in his third year, started 0-3. All of them got fired. Three of them got fired during the season. Mm. It's a lot on this game. It might be time. Joy, let me ask you the heaviest question of the show. Should the Chargers... Who are those coaches, if I don't mind asking? You know Mike Singletary? Uh-huh. 2010 49ers. Todd Haley? Todd Haley. 2010, 2011 Chiefs. Bad Jim too. Caldwell? Uh-huh. 2011 Colts, Steve Spagnola, uh-huh. 2011 Rams, and Dennis Allen. I knew, we, I knew he was on there because I was Allen. on that team. I was waiting on that Dennis Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I was on that team. I knew You're I was. like, this sounds familiar. Why does Dennis Allen get on? Why does it sound familiar? Um, Joy, asking you the heaviest question thus far on the show, should the Chargers be panicking? Mm. <sighs> Not yet, but after this game, yeah. Don't go into this weekend with a sense of panic and uh, this, this terror in your bones. They're a good enough team to go out and beat the Vikings this weekend. Vikings are a different conversation. We all agree that the Chargers are in a worse spot right now than the Vikings are, particularly because they're in the AFC and things are going to start slipping away very, very quickly. 1% chance, if we really look around this conference, it, it's probably less than that, for being honest, in their own division. So... I wouldn't panic yet. You got to have more. Mm. You got to have more poise than that to be panicking two games into the season. But after that, it's it's grim. It's a one percent chance. But beyond that, how do you turn things around? Because even if you do manage to scrape together the rest of the season and make a wild card game, and you lose in a wild card game, that wasn't the vision for this season either. We were talking about this team coming into. This season as a team that we just talked about in the Dolphins contending for a Super Bowl. You will need to go and win a playoff game. You made the playoffs last year. You've taken a step every single year in Justin Herbert and and, and you've put together a really talented team. That wasn't the vision to make a wild card game and lose week one into the playoffs. Not for this team. So it's really still a failure no matter how you look at it. So this is... This is about as close to a must-win game as you're going to get during the regular season. And you know, Joy, she's, she's being nice about it. I'm not. <laughs> Coach Stanley, listen, if you don't win you should be panicking. You should be calling all the movers, the, the car movers. This game, if this game don't go right, it's time to get out of here because he's going to get fired. If he don't win this game, he's going to get fired. This is, this is the second year where all, the expectation level was so high for the Chargers, and they wind up coming up short. And they didn't come up short against the Chiefs, right? Against the Raiders that's up and down. It's against the Jags, the Jags, the 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 the, the uh, Dolphins. The they lost Dolphins. this year, the and then Titans. the Vikings. You should beat the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You paid a quarterback a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, of money. money. You have so much stars on the defensive line, wide receiver. You have everything you need. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there mm-hmm. and win. You averaging thirty some points a game, right? You're 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 efficient. Your quarterback play is efficient. You run the ball extremely well. What's the problem? The problem is the defense. The head coach is a defensive guy. Am I tripping? Not, not tripping. If you don't win this game, you should panic. Yeah. And you probably should move before they fire you. The crazy thing about it is I've been in this situation. <laughs> I've been in this situation. You call the movers? Where we was looking. No, no, I'm talking about as, as your coach, right? I've been Ooh. in this situation to where you know your coach is on the hot seat. Yeah. We knew Dennis Allen was on the hot seat. And we as players was in the locker room like, we got to get this one for D.A. 
All right, because, I mean, we start 0-3, we know D.A. going to be up out of here. So if you, yeah. if you like D.A. or you rock with D.A., man, we got to go out here and we got to get this thing done. The crazy thing about it is we ain't had this Chargers roster. Mm-hmm. We was in a rebuild phase over there with the Oakland Raiders at the time. Not Las Vegas Raiders, Oakland Raiders in Alameda, <laughs> right? We was in a rebuild, and they still got rid of, rid of Dennis Allen. If you like your coach, mm. and I'm talking to you, Justin Herbert, all right, and I know you're scoring 30 points a game, but like yes. Acho said, ball was in your hands to go win a game, and we probably wouldn't even talk about this. But it's incompletion, incompletion, punt. If you like your coach, you better go out there and ball out, and you better win this game because I promise you, on Monday, he will be packing I, up his office. I don't. And oh, you hate oh, to working say with it. us. I, I, I <laughs> don't. That's right here. Working with us. I don't, my dog. Gonna, I don't think they're going to let him go after, Joy. after on Monday. Brad Joy. 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 Look at what. Look at. Just look at what's happened. You give up an 80-point lead. No, I hear Because you. our math ain't good on this it show. It ain't good. It might have been 80. <laughs> it was 28, but it might have been 82. It might have been 82. The way them numbers you know go, we add up. Carry the two divided by Hold on, Joy. You give up an 80-point lead. I know. I'm just... I'm, I'm, and then you blow two more leads out of the gate? But the point that you made just a second ago is, is r- the real part of it. You were part of this before. Mm-hmm. We've seen teams be bad just week after week after week losing... But this team had expectations, real expectations. And they have real the players. They just paid him almost three hundred million dollars. <laughs> like yeah. you can't, you can't go zero and three with that. That's the problem. But when you're a defensive coach, and we can see that the reason why they're not winning is because go. they can't get stopped. There, I think, Joy, if they don't panic now, there's no time to panic. There's a fine line between life and death. It's time. And if they don't panic now, once you're zero and three, forget panicking. Like Shady said, one eight hundred. Whoever you got to call. There's no more time to panic. You got the highest paid safety in football. You got the second highest paid quarterback in football. Mm -hmm. You got the third highest paid pass rusher in football. Mm -hmm. You got the fourth highest paid center in football. You got the fifth highest paid pass rusher in football. You got the tenth highest paid wide receiver in football. You got the ninth highest paid cornerback in football. Mm -hmm. You got the twelfth highest paid running back in football. Mm -hmm. You paying out all that money. You got to get these dubs. So if they don't panic now, in my mind, ain't no reason in panicking then. It's too late. You can only operate from a space of, of, of love or fear. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, we can't go into this game knowing all the stakes, pressing. What do we talk about all the yeah. time? That won't you go, work. You that go won't into help. a game pressing, yeah. you're going to make mistakes. You're going to, to not play like yourself. They can't go into this game with that approach. I hear all of you, yeah. and you're probably all right, and I'm probably just being soft, mm. and Shady's right. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being, I'm being nice. I'm being soft nice. today. But I think you have to go into this game like you would any other game or what you plan on going to this game. Thank you. At the beginning of the season. I got to have it. It's a, t- it's a tick. So I don't, I, don't think you, I don't think you approach it like that. Afterwards, just, it probably is too late to panic. I You're probably want, right, but you don't want to go into this game pressing. I don't think I just bags want, packed right now. I just want to say this. He got half the bags packed. I just, And he got half the bags. Yeah. And Staley, a good man. In the Listen, I just want to say this, right? You started this thing off, this segment off, and you broke it down. You said 0-3 is a 1% chance of making the playoffs. Where are they going if they go 0-3? Where are they going? They're going home. Vacation. So you are not finna, you, they already packing for Cabo. Okay. So you're not finna have, you, not, you are not finna have a coach still on board when you know the season over. Let's see what else we got. If you have three months to pack for a trip, 
What you taking, big dog? First of all, Cabo. Nothing. We oh, buying everything, man. Cabo's a two hours from here? Two hours from here. Oh, what you taking? Oh, man. So, so I'm going to buy a little bit here. I'm going to buy a little <laughs> bit here. Thank you. I'm going to do both. Thank you. And he got a lot of time. And another mm. thing about, about um, Staley, right? Because I, I, I do like him as a coach, as a person. I hope he but wins. Has to win. He keep, he keep letting us down. Last year, when they lost to the Jags, they had that big lead and they lost. I said, oh, they're going to fire him. Mm. I said, oh, man, he, oh, he must be living life right because they didn't fire him. Mm, and then good. you're doing the same thing this year? Why would you keep him? And then your quarterback is so young, you want him to develop to get better and better and better. You're getting all these players for him, like you talked about the money. Why pay all this money if you're not getting the results? Now, I know you say your math is bad, it's bad. But if you buy something, you want to at least get it back. Facts. Right? I can do that. I can, Come on. I can so do that. I would get I, I want to fire him until they lose. And you said he's gonna panic, he's panicking. Better be. Staley, keep your job. You're Gotta a win. good friend, great person. Continue to... That's your friend? Hey. Yes. Well, tell him, if he lose, he can hire you come on the, on the show. Because hey. he... Because he don't need a job. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need a job. Let me shoot him a text I don't know. If, I don't know Hold if Shady on. been cut or released, but we been cut or released, right? Times. We good people. Couple times. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, Sometimes you just got to go, Jack. <laughs> you're not getting it done, you got to go. Yeah, I mean, I would love to join you guys. <laughs> That's okay. My credit go like that, fellas. <laughs> well, like you know what they say, every rose has a thorn. That's it. That's true. She did it! She <laughs> did it! Boom! There it is! <laughs> All right, this is a Mount Rushmore show we're having right now. If you walk away from the TV, y'all better run back, because when we return, we're ranking the best teams in the National Football League and the breaking news of Trayvon Diggs, Star Cowboys uh, uh. quarterback, out for season. Well done, Joy. That's a good one, Joy. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually. I love that song. Maybe uh, you could get on the show with, you know, <laughs> on the tour or something like okay, that. Okay, let's do it. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. All right, family, y'all know what it is. It is time for a pick six. Now this one... It's shocking because of how it ends. Let's start. I'm giving you the top six teams in the NFL right now. Not based on record, based on how good I think they currently are. Number six, the Kansas City Chiefs. They got it back, right? They got back in the win column. We desperately needed to see it. They beat the Jags. It was not glitzy. It was not glamorous, whatever the case may be, but it was a dub. At number five, the Baltimore Ravens. They're 2-0, and and Lamar Jackson is starting to get a lot more comfortable. He missed the deep ball to Zay Flowers. He missed the deep ball elsewhere, but then he connected to Nelson Aguilar with the game on the line, 11 minutes left, and they ended up winning a pivotal game last week. At number four, the Philadelphia Eagles. Y'all know what it is. They better fly high. 2-0. and It hasn't looked good either. Jason Kelsey said himself, we still have room to improve. But you're improving off 2-0. Jalen Hurts, I think in his last 17 games is 16-1. What else you want out of life, family? At number three, Joy would sing at the Miami Dolphins. Miami I Dolphins. I don't know. I don't know what Miami Dolphins, Dolphins number one. And what she said. Miami Dolphins at number three. Number they are three. two and no. Tua Tungabailoa is looking like an MVP candidate. At number two, the San Francisco 49ers. We will see them in checks watch a little over three hours. Prime time Thursday night versus the Giants. But at number one, this is devastating because it's the Dallas Cowboys. But why devastating? All pro cornerback. 
$97 million cornerback, 18 interception in the last three-year cornerback, Trayvon Diggs. He left practice on crutches, tore his ACL. That's what we believe. Coming to the desk to have the most pertinent conversation of the day. Trayvon Diggs, Dallas Cowboys, they are the best team in football in my mind. James Jones, I know they're the best team in football in your mind, mm -hmm. but they just lost Trayvon Diggs. What's it mean? Big deal, no deal. What's your reaction? Oh, Talk to me. man. I mean, it's a big deal, but I think it's something that they can recover from strictly because they front seven, right? Demarcus Lawrence, Mark, Micah Parsons, they are still going to be able to get after the passer. This football is still going to have to come out in two seconds because of the front seven. So I think they can, they can regroup back there, but this is a big blow. Strictly how Joy touched on earlier in the show, takeaways, right? The name of the game is to protect the football and take the football away. Since he's came into the National Football League, got 18 interceptions. That's taking the football away. Tied for first. So you are losing a big blow on defensive side of the ball when you talk about turning the football over. So for everybody on that ball club, including Dak, you don't have a guy over there if you turn the ball over that's possibly going to get you this ball back. So you got to be more careful with the football. So as for the Dallas Cowboys, this is huge, but I think this is something that they can overcome strictly because number 11 is still in the building and he's getting after that. Joy, let me, let me button his comment. The Dallas Cowboys are the first team since 1970, if I'm not mistaken, since the 1970s to lead the league in takeaways, forced turnovers, mm. two consecutive years. Trayvon Diggs is a large part of that. First yeah. team since the 70s, two consecutive years. Joy, I'll ask you the same question. What's your reaction? How big a deal is the Diggs loss? I mean, it's, it's, it is a big deal. There's no way to downplay losing a talent like that. And everything that James just said is correct. And the takeaways are important. And it does make things interesting because, I mean, we've been talking a lot about how dominant the Cowboys look. And we're really, as Shady says, talking about how dominant the defense looks. Because part of the way that the offense oh, yeah. has been able to play the way that they have and put up the points the way that they have, and some of those points actually were scored by the defense in the last two weeks, mm -hmm. is because of the field position that they get because of how dominant their defense is and the takeaways that they get that also lead to great field position or additional possessions. That's going to change. That number is going to go down because of the type of player that Diggs is. I agree. I don't think that this takes them out of contention. I think that this makes, takes them down to where they were last year, which I thought they had a defense that was – Great enough to win a Super Bowl last year. I think they had a Super Bowl caliber defense last year. They had takeaways last year. They were dominant last year. They scored points last year. That's going to change a little bit because of what he specifically provides. But I don't think that it's the end of the season. It's just going to, it's going to put more pressure on everyone on that team. It's a big blow. This kid is a really, really good player. Javon Diggs is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And then when I look at the defense, like, okay, so I'll take myself. I always like to relate everything to football. If I'm back there in the huddle for the Philadelphia Eagles, mm -hmm. right? I got two dominant wide receivers, yep. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Got LaShawn McCoy in the back front. No, 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 never use me. Let's use Swift because Swift is balling right now. Jalen Hurts in the huddle's like, okay, we're going to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to throw it at? Mm -hmm. so you throw it to the left. It, Diggs over there. It's a tough matchup. Yep. Throw it to the right. Gilly over there. It's a tough matchup. So where do I want to go? I want to go in the middle of the field, mm -hmm. tight end, maybe to the running backs. Now, you trust your wide receivers, but it's going to be a good matchup. No, of course. And now that Trevon Diggs is not there, it's like, ah. I'm going to go all the way to the left. And I have both my wide receivers that's really, really good. We're going to take our turn on the backup corner. Yeah. Right? Because we're not always talking about catching the ball. What about pass interference? Small things you don't think about. Yeah. This, this guy's not, he's unexperienced. Okay. Pass interference. Pass interference. Now you're working on one side of the field. Yep. So I, I truly think that the Cowboys, this will hurt their defense. But this defense is really, really good. Yeah. The one thing they do best is they get to the quarterback. Yeah. Right? And if, you're, and if you can't cover as well, 
That's okay when you have them guys that get to that quarterback. James, I'm coming to you for this one. Yeah. Um, 2017, mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl champs. Jason Peters, <clears throat> starting left tackle, he got hurt. Yeah. Jordan Hicks, starting linebacker, he got hurt. <laughs> uh, Chris Marigos, all pro special team player, he got hurt. Yeah. Darren Sproles, if I'm not mistaken. He got hurt. Yeah. He got hurt. Yep, yep, yep. 2011, 10-11 Green Bay Packers roster. I believe 15 players placed on injured reserve, including friend of mine, Jermichael Friendly. I believe Ooh. Donald Driver, amongst mm. others. Ryan Grant. Yeah. Amongst yeah, others. Oh, the running back. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Who has to pick up the slack for the Cowboys? Is it Parsons? Is it Prescott? Is it Gilmore? Ooh. Is it Hooker? Is yes. it Wilson? Good questions. Is it Pollard? Is it CD? Is it Ferguson at tight end? Who has to pick up the slack for this team? That's, that's a really good question. And... To be honest with you, it's everybody. It's depth, right? When we were losing all those guys, we looked at our roster and we had a lot of depth, right? You lose Donald Driver, but you're looking at myself, you're looking at Greg Jennings, you're looking at Jordy Nelson, right? We, we still had guys in that building, so we were a really deep team. When you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, you already mentioned the guys they have in the secondary, right? They have a really deep secondary, right? They have a really good front seven. They have a really good receiver core, so they have a lot of depth on this football team to where they could kind of overcome a situation like this, strictly how their football team is built. When we won it in 2010, that's how our team was built. We lost a lot of key guys, but we had a lot of depth and a lot of young players step up to be able to make plays. And with all that being said, too, it's not just the players, it's the coach. Mm. And that's why I said this is huge because you have a coach that has been through it. Coach Mike has won a Super Bowl and he has sorry, rallied sorry, the sorry, troops. Sorry, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir. We, uh, we have a, a search of the hand raise. I so see you. that. He pauses. Since you went back to, like, fifth grade with the math, mm -hmm. I feel weird. Like, it's like a classroom type of setting. Yeah. So you right? And I was always taught. I told my son this. You, wanna, you got a question? You raise your hand. Yes, sir. <laughs> LaShawn? He's right. Yeah, they lost a lot of players, and they still won a championship, right? Yeah. I know what you're about but, to say. Ah, what are you about to say? I think they had a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, oh, though. Man. Time out. I played him. I don't know if you remember this, but they beat us first. And we was lit, lit. <laughs> beat y'all, too. <laughs> lit, lit. Came in. We was lit, lit. lit. We had Michael Vick. He was back, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Anyway, anyway that's, that's beside the point. I'm sorry. <laughs> the thing is, they had a... All pro, mm -hmm. Hall of Fame quarterback mm -hmm. that took them to the promised land. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you ask about pressure yeah. and who could, who could, you know, you got to step up. Who got to step up and take place of Trevon Diggs, mm -hmm. yeah. they got to be the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And do you really trust number four? I don't even say his name because you know they say I'm better than tough on him. You know do you believe in number four? I do. I do. With all, with all my heart, Dak. <laughs> with all my heart, brother. And hold up, hold up, hold up. The same way you believe in 12. Ooh, ooh, no, ooh. you better stop. <laughs> you, know, you know why? You ooh, know what he better stop. This, 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 this is the problem. Questions, the problem is because, now granted, you guys don't have a defense like that. I mean, Michael Parsons is like his own Clay person. Matthews, B.J. Roger, we had yeah, they, they, they were nice. But they weren't playing that. They ain't like, yeah, they ain't like, yes. But for context. That was, that was the first time Aaron Rodgers had a top 10 for, D we won. For context, yeah. in that playoff run, Aaron Rodgers, he went. week one, Ooh, cool for Coco versus Coco. Shady's Eagles. Three touchdowns, <laughs> no interceptions. Who caught one of them? Uh, okay. Jones. <laughs> Game two versus the Atlanta Falcons, in which y'all won 48-21. to 21. Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. Who caught one of them? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, cut to the Super Bowl versus Joyce Pittsburgh Steelers. Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns. Mm. No interception. Who caught one of them? Not me. Oh, <laughs> Obviously, I omitted a game versus the Bears there. That was an ugly game. Yeah. But I guess coming to the left side of the yeah. desk is if Dak does have to step up. Ooh. It's getting good. Y'all trust him too? It's getting good. Uh, it's getting in good. In the postseason? Because that's what we're talking about. Yes. And during the regular season, yes. 
But I don't, I don't think that this is really a factor for the regular season as far as where the, the Cowboys were going to end up. This is, he's obviously a massive part of their production, and I'm not diminishing this loss in any way, but the Cowboys, this is why everybody's all, we them boys, love it for you. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. We knew the Cowboys were going to be a great team. Is it really that shocking and alarming that they're playing the way that they're playing? It's not to me, especially not knowing what their defense was going into the season. Right. In addition to what their defense was last season. So I'm not really seeing a new Cowboys, Cowboys team yet because we haven't even really seen a high level of production from the offense. I haven't. Because we haven't had to. Haven't so the, the, whole, the whole story of the Cowboys to me this season isn't told until the postseason. We're all assuming they're going to make the postseason, yeah. correct? Like, they're yeah, a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have to, yeah. Have so, to. So, so all of this, all this talk, all this hype, all this conversation, all this Dak, is he capable, whatever, all of that starts when the postseason starts. I know it's, it's going to be a long couple months, but that's how I'm operating with this particular team because that's what it's really about. That's what it's about for the Niners. That's what it's about for the Chiefs. That's what it's about for the Ravens, for the Dolphins. Yes, of course, there's going to be some up and downs throughout the season, but can Dak do that in the postseason? Yeah. That's what you're asking me about because I know what he can do during the regular season. He can win games. Yeah. He can put up big numbers. He can play efficiently at times. He can play not efficiently at times. What does he do in the postseason? Uh, Joy, you hit all the, all the points on the head right there, and you touched on playoffs, right? Because we were 10 and 6. We had to win our last two games to get into the playoffs, right? And we won those two games. But Aaron Rodgers was not lighting it up in the regular season. But when them playoffs came, Talk about it. it was a totally different Aaron Rodgers when those playoffs came and he played out of his mind. And like I tell him all the time, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because he was out. I mean, it was he was unstoppable. Even if you watch him in the pocket, Aaron Rodgers was unstoppable. So that's all that matters for Dak. I get up here and battle for Dak all the time. He's a winner in the regular season. Mm -hmm. The only thing that matters for Dak is he needs to have those type numbers to will his team to victory in the playoffs, and he has not shown us that yet. So to answer your question, Shady, no, I do not have confidence in him like I have in Aaron Rodgers when those playoffs come around, and he has to change that. It took you long enough, but you got to it. I have a, um, <laughs> I have a, I have a trivia question that we will answer before we go to break. Come on, Adam. <clears throat> James, I will ask you first. Oh, man. Did LaShawn McCoy have over 100 total yards in the playoff game, Eagles versus the Pats? Nah, we shut that boy down, man. Defense got on his head. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Defense um, got on his head, Joy. I might <laughs> hey, Joy, <laughs> hey, Joy, hey, Joy, hey, Joy, at this time of my career, I was still young, and Andy Reid, he wanted to throw the yeah, ball. So yeah, I, probably, uh, I probably had like 10 carries, something mm, like that. Mm. 16 touches, Joy, 82 total uh, yards. Joy, uh, I will ask you this question. 82 total? I mean, I don't know if that's... I will ask uh, how many carries? I don't have that many carries. 12 carries. Hey, see what I'm saying? Joy, I will ask you we this know question. You hold hold people, gotta, uh, please, please. I, I got faith in you, Shady. Please hold. Um, Joy, James Jones, in the four playoff games, did he have over or under 140 receiving yards? Mm. Uh, wait, wait, and, what's and the question again? James Jones in the four <laughs> playoff games and route to winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I, say, I, I mean, over. Over? Oh, 140 yards? That's like, what is that? <laughs> I was with some goals, He was a third receiver. Yeah. Bro, he scored every game other than the Super Bowl. Yeah. You should get over 100, you should get 140 yards. That ain't even like trying. That's close. That's close. <laughs> James had 11 catches. I'm going to say yes. For 100 44 yards. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, like, come on. Hey, you know what, though? And I, and I hope we could bring it up before the show. It would have been plenty more. I dusted Asante Samuels and dropped the goal ball. I got to call him. I got to call him. We got it on tape. I got to call him. Wide open touchdown playoff game. I'm gonna call you don't got to call him. Bring it up. No, you, you, since you said it, I got to call him. Call him. 
Call him. Well, call. Zach Wilson gonna have to call somebody, and hopefully God picks up because his season started out pretty rough. Now against the Patriots, does he need to win? That is next on Speed. Clear as day. Aaron went nuts. Nut. I will never forget. I came back to the hut. Harper hits one in the air. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me. Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Let's get into overtime of really my favorite show I've done here at this network, Zach Wilson. Now, he would probably like to await a race last week. He was sacked three times, threw three interceptions against the Cowboys. But next up, his Jets are hosting the Patriots, who have beaten the Jets. Get this, 14 straight What's that date back to 2016? 14 straight times. Shady, I got to ask you first, big dog. Is Sunday a must-win game for Zach Wilson? We're talking about, say that, that number again? 14, 14 straight times. Got the 2016. Been beaten. Beaten. Man, even with time left? I guess it's a can't beat somebody. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, it's a must-win. It has to be. You're at home. You're playing the, the Patriots, right? The Patriots, if you look at this team, they're not super talented. I don't see a lot of development. They're not the same old Patriots. You should win this game. I look at the, the, the Jets. The first two games they played the Bills, they won that game. That was a really, really good team. And then they played play the, uh, the Cowboys, really, really good team. This is a team where I think that you are the better team. I really can say that. I think they're the better team, especially on defense. And if you can control the game by running the ball with Brees Hall, mm-hmm. who is probably your first or second best offensive weapon you have, and then you, you spring a little cook in there, Right? And then you make it a, a real offensive game where you run running and running. Now you play action. Now it's at your hands, whatever you want to do. And defense, I feel like last week they didn't show up. I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. As much as Kosala and these defensive players talk about how good they are with the Jets, I didn't see it against a top contender with the Cowboys. Well, with the, with the Patriots, y'all got to dominate. Mm. If y'all dominate, similar to how the Cowboys did, and you have a solid game on offensively for Zach Wilson, they can win that game. It just can't be you, Zach. Mm-hmm. It just can't be you. That, that, that's the only thing. I do not think they should move on from him. I do not think this is a must win. It just can't be him. They cannot lose this game because he threw three more picks. Because he was careless with the football. He has to take care of the football. Two teams come to mind. The Baltimore Ravens when they won. And the Chicago Bears when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Colts. Defense and run the football with two average quarterbacks, Rex Grossman oh, he and so Trent Dilford. Right? I'm not ugh. saying that this defense is on those defenses' levels, but that's the type of football the quarterback needs to play. Right. It is okay to punt. Do not force any balls in there trying to do something crazy and throwing interceptions. Take care of the football. It is okay to punt to put your defense out there. If they go 75, 80 yards, Mac Jones consistently, they deserve to win the football game. It cannot be you, Zach, the reason why you walk off this field if your team loses. 
test. We, we need to, this is a serious conversation, right? We're not joking. Mm-mm, that's yeah. very serious. Zach Wilson has to win this game, mm. and he's got to look good while doing it. Mm. Yes, there is a certain way that the Jets have to play for Zach Wilson to win. That sounds very reasonable. But unfortunately, that's not where the Jets are this year because the Jets told us they're playing for a Super Bowl. Mm. They're trying to take over this division. They are going to be in the postseason. They are here to make a lot of noise. Yeah. So either the, the toy is broken and we need to just recycle it, which is <laughs> my opinion of this situation, or we're going to keep just you know, moving the arms because we spent so much money and time on this. And that's where I feel like we are with the Jets. Like we, spent, we invested a lot of time and energy into the Jets and we're not really ready to let it go. The Jets have to win this game. It is the Patriots. They're 0-2. Mm. You have a really talented defense. A defense that was so good, in fact, that y'all were telling me that Aaron Rodgers doesn't even have to be that good for you to beat teams. Now I'm being repitched on a completely different story, which is Zach Wilson is somehow back to being capable of being the quarterback of this team, which I do not believe, <laughs> most because you bailed on him, not this offseason, but during the season last year. And then you went out and brought in a four-time MVP to replace him. And you told us Zach Wilson is not capable of playing quarterback in this league. If he was... You never would have done that because he was a, what, number two overall pick? Guys, we have to have a serious conversation. Zach Wilson has to win this game. I don't care about last week. I don't have a lot of grace, just in general. But last week... Oh, you got some grace. I I know, I'm being (laughs) soft. But in general, last week I will give you grace against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are an incredibly dominant defense. It might have looked like, no, it wouldn't look that bad, but... Aaron Rodgers might have lost that game also. No question. Right? Right, like right. We, that's, that's, a, tough, that's yeah. a tough way to go, right? I, and you just found out that you're going to be the starter after they psh, threw you in the trash can. I'll give you grace on that. This is a must-win game. You have to go beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. In the division, if you want me to continue playing along with this, when it's my opinion, a facade, that the Jets are still in the competition for, to make it to the postseason, you've got to beat the Patriots. Come on, Zach. This will sound stupid to some, and I am acknowledging that. I am, I'm getting ahead of it. I don't think it is a must-win game for Zach Wilson. I think it is a must-not-lose game for Zach Wilson. Thank you. Can't be you. I, I, I go. I, you know, I, it I, might I sound dumb it. to some. No, I, 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 I about it. It sounds very smart. Can't be you. But to yeah. some, it's like, we came after week one, and, Joy, you said Josh Allen lost that game for the Bills. Yeah. I agree. After the playoffs, we said Dak Prescott lost that game for the Cowboys. I don't want to come on this show on Monday and say Zach Wilson lost that game for the Jets. I don't need Zach Wilson to win the game. Just don't be the reason that they lose the That's game. Yeah. I think the Jets have to win the game, to Joy's point. Like, if the Jets can't beat the Patriots, who can they beat? Yeah. The Patriots are average. Quite literally, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady is average. So the, the Patriots are the barometer for average. If you lose to the Patriots, you're below average. If you beat the Patriots, you're above average because they are the definition of average. So, Zach, I don't need him to win. He just can't lose. That's where and I'm, they're at home? And you're at home. Yeah, play your game. Jets, play your game. Woo! Well, a lot of teams have lost two games this season, nine to be exact. There are nine 0-2 teams, but some have just caught bad luck, and some are just bad. We're going to break down for you how much we are panicking all of the 0-2 teams when we return. Next on Speak. Oh, I know who's bad. What time we got? <laughs> Probably 3.50. Hey, college football fans, this is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games, the theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Make sure you play this week's Fox Super 6 free-to-play game. All you got to do, download the Fox Sports app. Enter for free for a chance to win your share Ooh. of 10 
thousand dollars. Show me the money. Cash prizes. <laughs> Family, we are in our hurry up offense. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Nine teams are winless right now at 0-2. It is not looking good for these nine teams. Bengals, Vikings, Chargers, Patriots, Texans, Broncos, Bears, Cardinals, and Panthers. It's not looking good. But just how panicked are we? Low? Medium? Or is it high? We're going to go through all nine teams. Shady, you are up first. Cincinnati Bengals 0-2. Talk to me, big dog. This is, low. this is low pain, right? Low pain. You got Joe Burrow, have a cigar. You know what he looks like. He has a cigar. He's real chill. They're going to win. They've been here before. They were there last year. They ran off 10, 10 and 1. They'll be safe. James, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. I've already painted this picture. This is the biggest game of the weekend. It's the most important game. Vikings are 0-2. Chargers are 0-2. If you start 0-3, there's a 1% chance you go to the playoffs. What is your panic meter for the Vikings? Meter all meter, meter all the way up. Woo! Panic high. I mean, come on. We at least thought they were going to be a playoff team, right? A lot of people ain't having them in the Super Bowl. But Aaron Rodgers out of the division, right? These four quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Come on now, the Vikings should be at the top of this division, but they looking at 0-3, high, all Boy, the way up. Staying with that game, Chargers-Vikings. Now, what not enough people are talking about, the Chargers have the third highest paid defensive end, the fifth highest paid defensive end, the second highest paid quarterback, the highest paid safety, the fourth highest paid center, the ninth highest paid cornerback, the twelfth highest paid running back, the tenth highest paid wide receiver, mm. but they don't have no win. Mm. What is your panic meter for the Chargers? I thought you were bad at math. <laughs> Listen, Good memory. It's hot in uh, here. Yes, it is. It's hot. Woo! Wait, I need some powder. It's I don't hot. Know. It's getting a little, it's in here. Cooking. You know? My, my teeth are Cooking. It is warm in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Mm. Very, very high. Can't lose this game. We talked about it already. There's going to be real conversations about some changes being made in that building, which I don't know if it's, it's too early, but we got to win this game. Like my man say, mess around and find out. Mess around. <laughs> Find out. Shady, we got to talk about the Patriots, man. 0-2. Okay. 0-2. The last time Bill Belichick started 0-2, I believe, was in 2001, mm. if I'm not mistaken. It's been a mighty long time since he started 0-2. But 0-3? Mm. That's just crazy. What's your panic meter for the Patriots? Panic meter is high. It's like so high. It's like THC high. Like, <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> One thing about Belichick man, is, is we haven't seen no development out of this team. We haven't seen no, 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 no good quarterback play up and down. I look at this team, they're, he's an average coach without Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's not coming back. So, yes, panic alert high. Is it legal there? It's legal out here. It's legal out here? I don't know if it's legal, I don't know if it's legal over there. Y'all Google that at home, but not now because we're not done with the show yet. James Jones, Texan, yeah. C.J. Stroud, mm. he looked better last week. Good for a rookie, better in general. But the yeah. Texans 0-2, first-year head coach. Panic meter on the Texans. We good. We good. That's low, right? We ain't expect too much from, from the Houston Texans, right? Sure. We have to give D'Amico Ryan's time to build this roster up, get the players he needs in there to try to compete to win this division. He doesn't have that right now, right? Is some of his young players playing well? Absolutely. But this is very, very low. Shout out to D'Amico Ryan, friend of the show, former teammate of mine, and LaShawn McCoy's. Okay, let's get to the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos have all of the attention in the world. Russell Wilson, y'all know what they gave up for him? First round pick, first round pick, first round pick. Sean Payton, y'all know what they gave up for him? First round pick. Joy, the Broncos are 0-2. Where in the world is your panic meter? Yeah, it's high. It's got to be high. There's been a lot of chirping about whose fault it is. You know, Sean came in there. He has big expectations. There's a lot going on. There's new ownership. 
I personally don't think that Russ has looked fully blossoms back mm-hmm. into what he was before yet. And and I think they're going to start on three because I think they're going to lose this weekend. Uh, mm. They do have the... Dolphins. Uh, Joe, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Oh, I can't answer that. I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> good, good beat, though. <laughs> Two five. How live are you on the Chicago Bears? It has been chaotic there. Their defensive coordinator, Allen Williams, he literally resigned yesterday out of nowhere. Justin Fields, he blamed the coaches, but then he took it back. He did not blame the coaches. Justin Fields, I heard you. Shady, 0 and 2 Bears. Where's your panic meter? All the way up. All the way up. All the way up. I didn't have a good show. I I want to say two days ago, and, but it was really like it was Jay's fault. No, 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 no. It was Joy's fault. No way. You know what? It was Hacho's fault. I don't know. But that's the same thing that's going on in Chicago. Their quarterback is blaming everybody. And when you start doing the blame thing, that's when you lose. Well, they already lost. 0 3. Well done, Shady. I like, I like how you did that. That boy okay. good. Next up, Arizona good. Cardinals. James Jones, you spent some time there. You reside there. Where is the panic meter for the Cardinals? Oh, in two. Well, Shady just gave us a real good line over there, man. He killed oh. that one. So we're going to use another one of them. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, the meter is low. We've been talking about this team tanking it, trying to get the first overall pick. This is what we expected, and we really – I mean, they really outperforming themselves right now. Being in football game, they probably could be 2-0 right now. So the meter on this one right here is real, real low, strictly because I never really had expectations for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Last one, really, maybe the most interesting of them all. The number one pick this year was used on Carolina Panthers quarterback Bryce Young. Many had questions about his health, Joy Taylor. He's already injured. He's not going to play this upcoming week. They are 0-2. Lost the game on national television to the Saints. Where's your panic meter for the Panthers? My panic meter's low. I don't really freak out about how rookie seasons go, and nobody should. He's number one overall pick. Now, they weren't a traditional number one team. Obviously, they traded into that space, but they have a lot of growing pains. We had some questions, obviously, about if he was going to be healthy, and now he's not, so I, I understand why people would start to get nervous about that. But he's still a young player. There's no reason to have any kind of panic about a team that has a rookie quarterback. Well, when we return, James Jones asked us to find a play from his playoff career. Come on he now. Said, yo. He said he dusted Asante. Dusted him. He said we got the tape. We got crazy. the tape. The big eye in the sky, it ain't never lied. Come back and see what happened. Yo, that's Asante. Y'all getting wild. Hey, you want to know what's crazy, though? Is your other homeboy, because I see you on the show with him. Look, we're in our two-minute drill. On this show, y'all get the payoff that you asked for. James Jones said mm. that he beat Asante Samuel yeah. in the playoffs. We had to find the tape. You know I'm telling the happens. truth because I said I dropped it. I don't want to really look at this. <laughs> oh, they found it? <laughs> Up top. Oh, I'm by that. Look at me. Oh, oh my God. I need, what's going, what's through, going through my mind? I'm a young player. I'm like, please, 12, come back to me, man. That's the only thing I'm thinking right there. But oh my gosh. Oh, that's, oh, oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's and Shady bad. was over there watching that, too. Yeah, that's man. bad. Wait, wait. Was you married at the time? Oh. Was you married right here? Yep. Your wife is going crazy. Oh, go back. Oh, hey, oh. Hey, you ain't feeding the kids nobody with that. We the free frame. Let's look at the touchdown. Got to end on a high. Got to okay. end on a high. You did score earlier score. in the game. Let's on Asante again. That's Whoop. Asante up top. Whoop. That's Asante up this top. Is a it don't count. matter. Huh. Huh. I need again. that. Last okay. time I checked, that's Asante. Spike, I need that. Ooh. Okay. 
Yep, say my oh, little prayer. Yep, say a yep, little prayer. Yep, yep. God love you. God love you. God love you. Say a little prayer. Got to say a little prayer. He's pretty good. He came back to me, man. So you know. But yeah. I was working the Sante. Call him back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a scramble drill. That don't count. Hey, he over there. It's a touchdown. It's, it's a playoffs. Yo, this was honestly my favorite show. I oh, hope y'all enjoyed man. it as much as Oh, don't show it again. Don't show it again. We're going to see y'all tomorrow, same uh, time. Don't show it again, y'all. Don't show it uh, Okay, Butterfingers. Oh.